Action Park Media. Welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Victory! Oh, yeah, oh. Irish crickets. I'm jealous, bro. I'm jealous. I'm you're not ready for Irish crickets. I'm not crickets. ready yet. Dylan is, is doing a COVID clean victory. You recovered and, you, and you're back, and this is our first. I haven't seen you in almost 30 days. So yeah. You yeah. look good. Yeah, it's been 20 days since I've had it, and I feel a lot better. Good. 100%. Well, but 20 God. days is a Physically. long time. It's a long time. I, I tell you, it's a slow recovery. It's like, uh, it's like jet lag. You got to treat it like jet lag. Just do a little bit each day, but not too much. All right, well, you look good. The eyes are popping. Thanks, bro. The they guns popping? are popping. Yeah, yeah, I think the so. The guns are gone, man. I got to get back to the gym. Are you seeing any difference in me at all? I am, yeah. You finally got pectoral muscles. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got. He hasn't you. seen those in about 25 years. I've never seen them on you. I need to say this to all the people, though, out there. The DMs, it's great. I feel like we're making connections. And the app is called Just Six Weeks. It's a push-up app. You don't have to DM me. It's Just Six Weeks. Put it in the really? app okay. store and do it and do your fucking push-ups. And Dylan, yeah. I'll, I'll get on the this ground, I'll do 63 right now. How about that? Really? Yeah, I was doing I'll 13 do 64. when I started. I'll do 64 right now. Do you think so? Yes, after COVID. Yeah, I think I could probably. If you do 64 military push-ups right now, I'll give you 500 bucks. 64. 500 bucks? 500 bucks. I don't have an army, Dude, but I'll give it to you. I'll, I Apple pay you. You know, give me a, give me a couple days. I did just get over COVID, but I mean. This was an offer for right this second. Or we don't want to start the show off like that. Oh, you want to do it? You want to go? No, no, no. Listen, Dylan, you know, it's funny. And I, I really do mean this. Once I heard about Doug on this app doing his push-ups, and I, you know, he sends me screenshots of his workouts. And I'm like, I, I have to get on this. I can't let him get that far ahead of me. He's going to be kicking sand on you at the beach. <laughs> Who's the bully now, Conway? Speaking of the beach, uh, I got my Hawaii shirt on. Come on, guys. Let's go to Hawaii. We need it. You got. You know what, Kevin? You should make a personal call to Mark Simon and, and Julie Friedman. How do you spell that? Four Seasons <laughs> Maui. But we'll, we're going to get there. And I we're will gonna, call them personally. We are going to surf. We're going to get sun. And we're going to do the podcast. And, we need uh, it. We need the, it. So there was an incident this weekend, Dylan, that you're not privy I'm to. I'm curious that we're to hear you know. what Dylan thinks yeah, about Yeah, what this. happened? So, Conley, why don't you tell us? Okay, Dylan. So... You know, I live in a, it's, it's kind of a narrow alleyway to, I know to where my you live. house. You know where yeah. I live. Right. God, you say that scary. Like you might. Come oh yeah. I've been watching you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's a one way in, one way out street. The UPS truck is there. One of the neighbors really lays into the UPS driver. And when the description comes out, it's a essentially a middle-aged white guy in a Tesla. <laughs> was it with Doug or was it you? <laughs> By the way, with anger issues. So it could be either at this point. Well, that sounds like Connolly. Yeah, right? exactly. But I'm like, and I'm, I'm listening to it a little bit. I'm like, I'm looking at the text message, but there's a million other things going on. I go home, I settle in. I'm like, I text the neighbor. I said, what are you talking about? Yeah, the, you, I don't know what you said to the UPS driver, but they're refusing. They're, Kevin, they're throwing my packages into the dirt, literally throwing my packages into the dirt because somebody matching my description threatened them. Was we it have, you? It was not me. We By the way, Dylan, okay. Dylan right. same thing. Conley calls me. He goes, my neighbor calls me and says, what the hell did you do to the UPS person? The first thing I did was like, oh, God, what'd you do, <laughs> Kevin? What'd you do? So anyway, keep I going. get along very well with UPS and FedEx because you got to have relationships with them. Oh, yeah. Right? But also, they're fucking essential workers. You got to be nice to them, not just because you have to have a relationship with them. But anyway, yeah, you but didn't. I always have a very, very, very good relationship with anybody that comes to my house regularly. That's just who. That's just All right. One. But you're sticking to the fact that this was not you, correct? Of course it wasn't right. me. So, but but the neighbors are going. Well, who else? Who else could it be? I get the idea. I'm like, you know who it is? It's just Joe Schmo at the top. 
He's got a dark blue Tesla. He's a little above middle-aged, and it had to be him. Long story short, as of this morning, I've been vindicated. How? Nice. How were you vindicated? Well, because he yelled DNA at somebody testing? else. Did they do a lineup? What'd they do? He's an angry dude, huh? <laughs> he yelled at another neighbor, <laughs> and they have now put it together. But here's my question. So you're the calmest neighbor in the, in the <laughs> neighborhood. Can you imagine what this neighborhood is like? <laughs> when I'm the voice of reason, you know it's a problem. But, Kev, let me ask you a question. Even if it was me, which we now know, thank goodness I've been finally cleared, can they just throw my packages in the dirt even if they don't like me? If they're afraid of you, they probably could. <laughs> well, he, well, Conley's asking a very sort of, I'm not being insulting, but sort of an immature question. Can they or would they? I feel like with the COVID thing, my package has been kind of thrown in the dirt a little bit too. As we know, Kevin Dillon, Johnny Drama also, which they have some similarities. We know the famous golf scene in the show where Johnny Drama takes a golf club. Dylan, life is a little different from you. You're a UPS driver and you fucking pull up and Connolly pulls up in his Tesla and screams at you. What are you going to do with his packages? Which I'm, I'm not throwing in the dirt, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, but but let, me, let me say this. They were wrong and they're throwing the wrong yeah. person's packages in the dirt and I, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, well, enough, but but Kevin, you're asking about legalities and you're asking about... Hashtag at UPS. UPS. You They're, want an apology yeah. now from UPS? No, I don't want an apology. I would just prefer that they just left my packages on the doorstep. I think the bigger problem is, is that the neighbor, Dylan and I's first reaction was, what the fuck did you <laughs> what do? What did you do? Well, what listen, did you do? It, it, the, I, look, I fit the description, but there is a guy does drive a dark blue Tesla. And to boot, he's got a different mailing address. Ooh, so he gets his mm-hmm. mail on another block. So he can do that. Or right. else- and by the way, when you talk about Johnny Drama anger, what you're really talking about is your anger, Doug. Yes, yes. Sure. You're the writer. Doug is also very well, angry. That does He's got a lot story. of anger. When I went to uh, the University of Albany back in the day, I couldn't get housing in the dorms like normal people. They were out. So like they, Revenge of the Nerds. They put me in, I'm not joking, it was called the Thruway House. It was a motel across the street from campus. But I'm talking like a real shitty motel with the orange light when you get your messages and stuff, and that's where I was. So one day I ordered pizza, and it was like an hour and a later and i'm alone i have no friends i'm like isolated and cold the pizza is not showing up i call several times i'm like where's my pizza now maybe i'm like, sure you sounded just lovely like that. <laughs> i'm sure yeah. i wasn't great but i'm like you know what don't bring my fucking pizza i don't want it anymore whatever which i wanted it desperately i woke up in the morning at this motel and in tomato sauce and mozzarella cheese was smeared all over my door fuck you so i'm like wow now i probably deserve that but my kind of my it's point a private is, it's a privately owned business it's not a federally regulated. So is that the delivery boy? Probably wrote the that delivery on there? boy. Yeah, he probably's like, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> I, I'm a, I work for a pizza place. But what Connolly is my... obsessing about is that UPS is federal, and it's kind of what I talked about. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it. We're not getting political. But when you talk about a cop, whether a cop is angry or they control themselves or not, when you treat any human being like shit, you may get. A reaction. You know, police brutality is never okay, but after watching the Capitol the other day, I mean, if there was ever a time to say, let's allow some fucking police (laughs) Police brutality, brutality. let's let it happen. So, anyway. (laughs) Right, Doug, here's the the thing. But when you didn't do it, when you didn't do it, you feel like, why are you blaming me? Right, Right. and and, and I get it. Like, it's a black, but that's also like saying a black Range Rover, right? Okay, so it's a dark colored Tesla in LA. Ooh. That but really narrows either it down way, I think, I think there's a couple of things going on here. One, everybody should speak nicer to people, and especially people who are working harder jobs than you're working. Two, mistaken identity, which is why I think Connolly, Action Park Media, it sounds like this is your next <laughs> podcast. Like, Connolly's <laughs> accused of this, and we have to solve I just, it. Um, what I'm going to do is, and I've been, I've been, again, now I'm waiting at my house for the UPS, and I keep missing them, because I want to, like, walk up and, like, take my hat off and go, guys... 
Was I the guy? Am I the guy that yelled <laughs> at you? I think or? your anger is misplaced. I think you need to go after this neighbor. And oh, I, I think got, you need oh, to I take know. his Just mail. Start throwing him around. Yeah, take his fucking mail and let's rip it up on the podcast line. You could out-anger this guy. Yeah. I've seen you. Yeah. I believe that, too. So, a couple more things. Fuck we're that gonna, guy. But a couple Fuck more him, things. Man. We're going to get into, in a minute, we're going to get into Season 2, Episode 11, Brooke Shields, Ooh. Mandy Moore, Kevin Dillon. But, uh, you know, just a couple more things. The podcast, again, is growing. Some of you who follow the Victory the Podcast page may have seen. We we posted that awful review that someone wrote about me. Dylan probably didn't I, see I it. I didn't but, see it. Yeah, but anyway, someone... Uh, was nice enough to uh, send another review that said they want me in front of the camera. Now, <laughs> nice. Now, Listen, just Doug got buried in this review, so one of his friends, or it was Doug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, he's, he's his, why would you say it's me? Accounts. I don't like that accusation. It, it was not me. It definitely wasn't Baker Mayfield. <laughs> he doesn't follow you, Baker. But Mayfield. he does follow this guy right here. Baker Mayfield wants the and, reboot. And Jeremy. By the way. Baker Mayfield. I, I, I saw that. So Baker could play. He played a great game, by the way. I thought Baker did everything he could. You know, he got I, robbed. Yeah, that yeah, was a, I mean, that, that was a bullshit call. I mean, that fumble touchdown. Yeah, and that's the call, though. That's the way it I know, goes. That was head-to-head but... uh, helmets. That should have been a penalty. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. You got to do everything you can to stop the guy from getting in the end zone. No, you can't, and I well, thought he went shoulder by first. By the way, Dylan's yeah. still living in the 70s. You can't take your head first and do it, unfortunately. I, I, I mean, think he went shoulder first. Well, you know? he, well, he hit him right in the head. Also, the too, they always <laughs> say a lot of times it's good, and obviously Baker Mayfield doesn't want to hear this right now, but it's good for the player ultimately to lose that game and happen to Patrick Mahomes. And then he came back. Yes. It's probably a great learning experience for Baker. And and he's finally proven That's, all the critics. By the way, he's a damn good actor, too. He's doing a great job with a uh, Baker yeah. commercial. It's a great story, by the way, Kyle. You know, it's a learning experience. That's great. <laughs> yeah, like us losing six Emmys was a learning experience. We never fucking won yeah, one. Yeah, we never we got nothing. one. We never got Talk one. About by the way, did anger. you guys ever notice, like, during the, uh, the at home with Baker, when he's playing, like, video games that are Jumbotron? You can hear in the back, victory. No. No, no. Yeah, watch that commercial wow. next time. You can hear victory right, in the back. Well, it, well, the good news is it seems like Baker's a fan of ours, and we're yeah. huge fans of him. And honestly, I mean this. He had a great season. I believed in him last uh, year when people were too. shitting on I him. I believed him in college. I thought he was an amazing quarterback. Yeah. And he played a great game. It was a great season. I would have liked to see them win that game, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is, so yeah, we'll move yeah. on. And, uh, you know, Adrian is still MIA. I don't know if you saw. <laughs> well, I don't know if you saw. He's like, you're taunting him so bad. He, He'll he, show he up. Just... He'll be here. Well, no. Listen. Did you see I commented on the? Uh, I did. It was yes. a great comment. Dylan commented on his nude swimming that Adrian was doing with, uh, there must have been some shrinkage there. <laughs> Bound to be some shrinkage. <laughs> but I would say, listen, at this Dylan point. Dylan loves a good shrinkage when he jumps in a well, well, I don't know. I've never experienced that personally. <laughs> I get larger. It's weird. I, I don't was know hoping for some shrinkage. It didn't happen. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. At this point, I am a little annoyed that Adrian does not respond, does not get involved. And, and no. He's on I, vacation, bro. I am, I am not, I am not for this, oh, he gets to move on and away from us. No, I'm sorry, my friend. Oh, I he spent... doesn't get to move on? No, he doesn't get to move <laughs> on and leave us behind. He Every does time vacation. I think I'm out, they enjoy pull me himself. back in. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we were like the mob and all of a sudden he realized he doesn't want to be a crime family member anymore. We're like <laughs> nice people. We're all friends. And, uh, and Adrian, we know you think you're too good looking for the three of us, <laughs> but we love you. So we want you back and Come we on, need bro. you on the podcast, okay? Come on, bro. You don't want to see Baker Mayfield win a fucking Oscar in Entourage 2. I'm telling you right now, that would be aggravating to everybody. Anyway, so when we come back from the break, we'll do Season 2, Episode 11, Blue Balls, Balls Lagoon. Lagoon. Yes. What a title, Doug, huh? Yeah, who thought of that one? 
All right, welcome back, Victor, the podcast. We're going to start talking about season two, episode 11. Now, Doug, before we get into this episode, am I, uh, it might be surprising the audience here. Doug has feelings about this episode. I didn't know Doug had feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, they are far and few between. He has feeling. One yeah, feeling. one feeling. It's mate, called pain. Anger. Pain, pain and anger. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll tell you something. The, you know, I've absolutely loved watching the show back and felt like, fuck, we really did a good job. I, this episode, and there were some big laughs, mostly from you and, and Brooke and, and Mandy. I didn't Shocker. Remember. It was not a great episode. It Doug, really was d- not Dylan, a great episode. Doug does not like the episode. You know, uh, you know, it's not our best. Well, I got to say, I want to talk about a couple of things so people understand how a show goes. And by the way, Brian Burns is is the writer of credit on this episode. So this is not a, a blame on him. Every episode, whoever was writing on the show, you know, their ideas were incorporated in different ways in different episodes. And and the buck uh, stops with you, ultimately. Uh, yeah. And so, good for you for taking responsibility. Yeah. And, and Brian's an amazing writer who's, who runs uh, uh, Blue Bloods for the last seven years, eight years, whatever it is, and has done great movies. And again, so everything there, we all sat down and we were all like, this works. But just some of it, you know, one of the things we had a real good storyline going. And I think what happened was I feel it is like you go, oh, we, we have 14 episodes to this season. And now we're kind of running out of storage so this one it does it feels well, like because you knew you wanted it to end with aquaman right yeah so we had to get there almost it's a filler episode yeah it feels like a filler episode like we're trying to get there again there's a lot of laughs in it and the brook stuff with dylan is great but also kevin i want to talk to you about some stuff because usually you would come to me when you felt your character was doing things and this was the first episode me watching i'm like johnny drama is not acting the way i think we'd act and and the things that we can talk about is one you're hitting on a married woman you're all- didn't read the script. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's drama. I think we did talk. I, I did come to you guys with these things, and uh, we ignored you pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't want to overprotect a character. I like Johnny Drama just being totally capable of doing any kind of crazy thing, and, right? Uh, so I didn't want to protect him too much. I right. wanted him to be this wild, nutty jo- guy. You right. know? And by the way, I've never heard this complaint about it, but it was just when I was watching last night, and some things are so on the inside. You know, and I mean that like we're laughing. Like Brooke's husband is Chris Henchy, who was a writer on the show and is a, a, a great man. But like even the line where you're like, "That's the husband. He's yeah. not. He's real good looking." Yeah. Like, come on, me or a writer? <laughs> <laughs> and I think like I think that we were laughing in the writers room when we did this because it was so yeah. personal little too inside baseball maybe doug but i don't know <laughs> the audience would have to tell me but i'm looking at like jesus drama's like a real douchebag he's talking about the, the woman's husband she's standing right there he's he's moving actors out of the way so he can hit on her which which again that was a power move right there yeah, yeah. i was looking jacked in this episode by the way <laughs> you're always looking jacked but in 2020 by the way if you started hitting on an actor like this i mean you'd be thrown off this movie in about five minutes so yeah who did i kick out of that seat some actor so- you're like the ad <laughs> need you so <laughs> yeah that being said i laughed out loud at the meltdown you had during the scene and timothy busfield who's always been like he was so good he's one of so my good. favorite actors and brooke is just was amazing great. yeah brooke, brooke was just absolutely amazing and by the way chris henchy just standing there not looking good was great henchy's yeah. great so <laughs> yeah. anyway we love you chris so it starts at the malibu house and i want to ask uh this question it starts with drama and turtle rehearsing for an audition right now drama seems very prepared Right at the yeah. top, at the yep. offset, yep. he's prepared. He works hard. He works hard. But in, in person, let's talk about our our personal um, process of preparing for auditions. 
Doug, I know you have a different process because running lines with your girlfriend, I'm sure, Doug, I love you, but you must be a nightmare to run lines with. Yeah, she hates me. You know, what, what Kevin's talking about is my, my girlfriend is an actor, and, and when she's auditioning, she has me either self-taper or run lines with her, and yeah, I have no patience, and I, I hear, <laughs> hear some of the crappy words other writers are writing, and I kind of act Try like drama. Try it this way. Day. Try yeah. it that way. <laughs> for people listening, every actor has a different process for how they go about their auditions. Me, personally, I like to do the repetition. So before I start doing anything i just like to bounce have somebody come and just do yeah, words yeah. kev how do you, what's your process like? same same I, yeah i want to get the words down so let's do it quick and do it real until i got it locked in and then i start playing around so with who it. do you, you usually who do you usually run lines with and back then well even? i usually do just alone okay i'll take a tape recorder i'll record the other lines on the recorder and i'll just play to myself until I get the, I kind of had an idea how the other guys would say they were in line. So at, that, at a certain point, right? So I would try and get it real quick and snappy. And then, by the way, uh, can I two things I want to say about that? One, because Dylan is one of the least technologically advanced people I've ever met. The fact that he was doing that back then, which I remember, is amazing because it is time consuming. But do you have a tape of a scene where you're playing every role? That yeah, I got. I was got. I got, I got tapes all over the house. I with, uh, would love to hear how. All right, let me see if I can find one. But yeah. But Kev, question. So you would do you would look at the scene and do everybody else's line. Yes. And then you would go leave back a little space play, leave a myself. little space for your line, right? Yes. You knew roughly like the pacing of the other guys. Exactly. I'd do it I would do it fast, right. knowing that it's probably gonna be a walk and talk, right. knowing how fast you guys kind of snappy. Yes. And then I would slow down during Adrian's lines and then speed up on yours. Just... <laughs> I would do it the other way when I record it. So I do my stuff and then I leave or do a different voice. If yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, I would do that too. If I had like a monologue or something, I would do my whole monologue and just listen to it in the car everywhere I went right. on my way home to and from the set. Wow. That's wild. Out of the group where there was there times you were doing all this going, wow, they've got a, a better role than I do. Or were you always feeling pretty good about no, what I you usually were? felt pretty good Madly about it. Madly in love with it. But then I would, I would come in and I'd be like, hey guys, you might want to try it this way. <laughs> I've already been working on everyone else's dialogue. Listen, I know you guys weren't working on your dialogue last night, so I did a little work for Wait, you. Is that, a, and, true, is that uh, a true story? You're ruining the joke by saying it. That, no, that, no, that's serious. Connolly, did he ever come to you and say, try it like this? No, Dylan is Dylan's very collaborative, and he's not coming to you in the way he's saying it. But he would say, I "Hey, I was thinking last readings, night it would be funny. It would yeah, be funny. It would maybe be try it funnier. Right, if... We would do it to each other. I would yeah. do. I would give you. I'd say, Kevin, once you get one in the can, you got to try it yes. one my way, please. Oh, when he was directing, I would do. I knew that he would. You, you, you told me. I promise you, you're gonna like. I'm, I'm only gonna put a good one out there. So I would try all kinds of crazy but stuff. You know what, but I do the same for you, Doug. You but know? it's interesting that you have that whole whole thought process. Why? How come? Like Connolly directed some episodes and, and movies and other things. Why didn't you ever want to direct? Because I thought it would get in the way of my acting. Right. I just want to really focus on the acting. I wouldn't mind direct. At, at times, I wanted to direct. By the way, it clearly got in the way of Kevin Connolly's acting. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, no, you're no kidding. It, it, it's just a lot of work. You got to really, really, really want to do it. And if you're, you know, it's uh, honestly too, buddy, with that role that you had drama, it's it, it probably for the best that you were locked in. Cause then Doug, this isn't a knock. Listen, I wouldn't change a thing about E. Maybe you have a little more fun, but um, <laughs> you know, at a certain point I, it was not challenging for me to do both. You know, I'm cooler than you though, Dylan. That's, that's <laughs> all right. Yo, so we head out of the house after the audition scene and we're going to Terrence's. 
Vince and Mandy are together, boyfriend and girlfriend in one day. And drama tells a great story, which I think it's hilarious. That oh, you don't, the, uh, Stacey LaRusso. Stacey LaRusso. Is that a real person, Doug? That's got to be a wise girl, I think. I'm not sure. One of Rob's girlfriends. And I don't know about a girlfriend or a high school friend, but I don't. The name doesn't ring a bell to me. They were always. We would take all the names, which were many of my friends growing up, but we'd take anyone who was in the writer's room. If they had a name they wanted, we would yeah. put them in. And I would try and get a name in that yep. I wanted. Like, uh, sorry, maybe <laughs> next time. I never got one in. But if a birthday or Valentine's Day or a holiday is around, you, you would wait to not make it official till after the holiday. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that line. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's such yeah. a Johnny drama thing. I mean. You should have started dating her next week, bro. You could have saved some coin. <laughs> I broke up with Stacey LaRusso a week before Valentine's Day. Got back with her a week after. <laughs> no chocolates. No Valentine. What is it? What's your no line? Class. Yeah. No class. No class. <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to see if you remembered your line. Of course I remember. By the way, it actually it actually plays better to me, you guys doing it right now, than it did last night when I was watching it. So maybe a reboot is a reboot. Reboot. Which, by the way, just a, a little aside, they're also rebooting in treatment. So basically, <laughs> HBO is rebooting every Everything single but us. fucking show that's ever been on this network. I heard they're rebooting Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> um, Probably. By the way, that'll go viral. That's how we'll get some viral attention. Really? Kevin Connolly said they're rebooting Game of Thrones. <laughs> we go to Terrence, uh, Terrence's house, Sloan's dad, a.k.a., you know, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Well, not and- a.k.a., but yeah, that's Malcolm McDowell. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and we go to shoot Skeet, but Dylan, do you remember we had to go the weekend before? That was fun, yeah. Yeah, we had to try to shoot. Well, we only did one shot in the in the show. We all shoot at the same thing, but at one uh, Skeet. Uh, we plate. had to do some training beforehand. We had to go do a training. Do you remember who the best shot was? I have a Come feeling on. you think that it was you. I don't I know it, it was me. <laughs> Do we not get Ferrari? Connolly couldn't hit a clay pigeon. <laughs> Do we not get Jerry on to, to, to talk about whether well, he we was We need Jer- Jerry will tell you. Well, Jerry will say that he was the best. Well, you know, let, What's listen. the truth? I mean, there's a truth. Well, the truth was made. It was I, I, me. I, I, I've, I've been I would, shooting clay pigeons forever. I disagree. I love trapping. I mean, what, one thing I'll well, say. Well, now without, Connolly's a you know gun enthusiast. So <laughs> without being there, Dylan is clearly an alternative sports expert. Whether it's fucking cornhole, which who by was the, way, the best on the day? You were there that day. You were the best on the day. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I would agree with that. But, Ludicrous. By the way, I still haven't gotten my cornhole table. <laughs> nice. Dylan got his free one. You didn't I get paid yours? a thousand bucks. It still hasn't showed up. So Where's no. your cornhole with your your LED hole? I have so much great stuff <laughs> coming LED, on this thing. I didn't thing. get LED. I also have I have an electronic throwback, you know, like kind of like on a billiards table. My my nice. bean bags will come back no to me way. automatically. No, that's, anyway, I thought it'd be cool. It's a great that idea be, for them that to add. That is a great idea. I think throws them back to you. <laughs> really, yeah. Like, a, like you know, well, like uh, you know, uh, pitching. What is it called? They, like uh, this putting thing that Connolly's got out here. Does well, Connolly have yeah, a putting the ball thing? Comes back to you. Connolly has so much stuff coming to this office, by the way, and and I know Connolly's uh, he's he's reticent to to recognize Simon's secret sauce again. But we talked about that that Connolly almost got a shotgun out and shot the poor guy because he <laughs> had the audacity to come to the office, which is basically a, a storefront it's not window. A PO box, you, you get killed that way. Yeah, but anyway, he brought some more Simon's secret sauce. So Dylan, take one home. Simon, and try. Nice. Simon, I, I love you and thank you. Please stop sending sauce. By (laughs) by the way, Doug, did you get your check yet? (laughs) I got the check. Oh, it's missing some zeros, isn't it? (laughs) Dylan is talking about our first podcast paychecks, which, listen, $5 was more than I was expecting. So I felt pretty good about the check. I mean, Connolly is he's delivering 
But, Dylan, you've missed some big things that are happening. Really? And this week, which we'll get back to the episode in a minute, but we had Jake Steinfeld, Body by Jake. He brought in some Ivy Leaguers, and we had a really? meeting this week. They want to throw money into this company, but Connolly was on stage like a first-time stand-up comic having to perform and explain why the company was valued at what they want to talk about. And, and Dylan, go before the Sharks, bro. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and yeah. Connolly got a message from someone on Instagram who was like, do not take money from anybody. They're trying to fuck you. So there's exactly exact quote was the sharks don't care about the fishes <laughs> so dylan do you have any thoughts on the fact of of action park media kevin conley owns 100 of it right now they want to give him money help him build out the company but then they take some of his company away what do you think about this i, I think this company's growing already i don't know if he should do it i he think it's nothing you're saying if you want money you could take out a loan you know what i mean i i, I don't think you should give away well action park media i think this this company's killing it right now you got us. I mean, come on. <laughs> the strategic partnership. So any partner that comes on is somebody that may be able to help okay, you yeah, I get it. in I get some it. Yeah. form of the business. And it's and it's a small piece. But listen, I've never done this before. It's 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 exciting. I'm, well, I'm I want another host, zero on my check then. Well, I'm, here's I'm the ready question. To host though. a board meeting. By the way, there will be another zero on your check if we land this money. I think it's a good idea then. This is a thing. You also have the opportunity, you would be a strategic partner. To invest in Action Park Media. Does that sound to you like an Uber, a DoorDash, an Apple, a Bitcoin? Does that Probably sound not. like something? Probably doesn't would... sound like Apple, Doug. I mean, nothing sounds like Apple. It sounds better than Bitcoin to me. I, I don't Less know. Less volatile than Bitcoin, <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> I, I believe in this company. I think it's... Uh, All right, Kevin Connolly, we, we may have our first... doing a pretty damn We may have our first, uh, our first outside investor. Sounds like he's right on the now. hook. Sounds yeah, like I'm in. Let's call his business manager and like uh, let's call Tom and yeah. fucking lock that you guys we on the board. We got to call Tom one of these days and get him in. Got you guys on the board. That would be funny, right? To get Tom in here? Tom. Absolutely. That'd be great. To hear how... Tom, so, by the way, Tom Carr, they have the same business business manager i would kill to hear how poor tom has to put up with the two of you oh, i would dude. love it oh it's man, not he's, easy he's <laughs> not easy he's tough he's tough <laughs> he'll, he'll yell at us hey he'll he'll like, what yell is this at us on this show like marvin the account with yell at Vince. exactly Similar? wasn't marvin kind of like the tom Carr of uh <laughs> i mean he was based on my dad but i think every uh, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. who has a business manager who knows what it's like because they do try to help you the good ones they try to help you not overspend yeah. and tom as, tom car would be like what's this 11 dollar charge i'm like ah and he's like and uh, right away he's like what are we are you 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 so rich you throw 11 dollars i said no 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 i didn't say that it's a I big just, tip i just said i don't i don't i don't know we'll have to go back and, and, check and so file. you know like lines that were written on the show before i ever met tom car but but marvin the accountant said you spend 500 bucks a fucking month on vitamins for your brother it's like <laughs> supplements you know, or, yeah or five thousand was it i don't even remember it was something it was 500 i mean it's hard to spend five thousand on supplements <laughs> kevin and i talk about this a lot and you know our business manager tom carr you know he'd be the last one to go i mean he's necessary yes he's necessary he, he gives you freedom is what he gives you yeah freedom. <laughs> let's talk about the business part of the episode right so long story short he gets the call when they're having lunch with uh terrence and um, it's a blind item in page six. A blind item is when they basically write it on the wall uh, without saying your name, right? So now the studio, people are now aware that Vince and Mandy are together and the studio was quote unquote nervous. When I think about that, now again, this was beforehand, 
I think about Twilight. Now, Twilight was a $100 million movie. They were doing three. And, and within the first couple of weeks, Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart are madly in love and together. Does the studio get nervous? And do they have a right to get involved in something like that? Absolutely. I mean, you know, first of all, obviously in 2020, it's much more frowned upon to even have relationships on set. But then it happened all the time. And I mean, love is love, mm-hmm. right? If you- It's a time-honored Hollywood tradition. <laughs> and, and I did a movie. I won't even mention the name, but, uh, you know. I had- uh, let me guess. <laughs> Kissing, Kissing a, fool, a Fool, maybe? But I had two actors. What, you who- fell in love with Schwimmer on that? <laughs> I, had two, I had two actors who got involved in a relationship, and uh, they're both very close friends of mine, and it all worked out well. well but so, too. Doug, no offense, no offense, but it's a 28-day shoot or whatever. You're talking about $300 million movies over the course of eight years. Well, there was, there was people who believed that Kissing a Fool would have the same success oh, as as uh the twilight series when it started but unfortunately that didn't happen but yes i understand the difference so if it's a completely appropriate relationship and the two people are fall in love with each other like robert pattinson and Kristen stewart what can you really say they're there's gonna do not it. much you can say but you asked if they would be worried and you bet your ass they'd be worried because that could send anything down in flames and has look when you talk about Aquaman, right? If you got Vincent Chase and Mandy Moore falling madly in love before you're going to start a three-picture, $100 million movie with James Cameron, I don't know. I just don't know that they could say anything. I don't think there's anything legally that anyone could say, but as what happens in the episode, the smart people around them are going, this is not a good idea. And mm-hmm. the truth is, it isn't a good idea. So, But for drama, he's like, I'm going to sit next to you, Vince, in case the paparazzis <laughs> are around. <laughs> Let's get into the thing. We talk about the painting. So where did this come from, Doug? Because this is also <laughs> was when we when we talk about Vince f- comes into uh, Vince and E are in Ari's office and he and he identifies a painting that Mandy would love. It's Mandy's favorite artist, and it's Robert Nitch, yeah. who is my next door neighbor and best friend Yeesh. growing up. Right? Uh, it's my Nitch or Nitch. <laughs> Nitch is his real name. <laughs> but we were pitching names, Kev, to what you were saying. I was never Niche able to get a name so much in there. Fancier. No. I was never able to get a name in there either, but we were literally trying to come up with a name that had a good ring to Niche. it. And I said, what about Nitch? And uh, Nietzsche, and then that's where that was born. So, by the way, I like how Connolly is is kind of playing this down. You demanded to have that name. I don't know why you had this power at that moment, but you because you didn't have a name. Maybe that was what it was. We wanted something real, and maybe it just it really did. Robert Nietzsche to me sounded like a real painter. You could believe it, not Nietzsche, which is why we kind of played the joke. Sounds fancier. And and talking back to what I said earlier about the episode, some of that I I am laughing my ass off at the Nietzsche Nietzsche thing because of the inside story. I don't know if it's funny to people watching it or what but where I the thought st- it was hilarious so where the story came from though was i had a friend who will remain nameless that had all of this artwork on his wall and it turned out it was all fake <laughs> and we were all like where is he making all this fucking money from and then it kind of i don't remember how it's I, I love that uh you changed the uh the letters on the bmw too to make it a fancier model well that's what i was gonna say didn't that seem a little out of character for our that Doug? was horrible to me that was also based on uh, my friend scott siegel his ex-brother-in-law did that to his sister, which I felt was the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. I can't believe that stayed in the script because Ari would never, never do well, that. Well, not at that stage, but we didn't, you know, I mean, 
an agent wants to look as successful as possible. So maybe he, maybe yeah. he would do that to get there. I, I am sure in the writers when we debated it, watching it now, and I guess Ari then goes on six years in a movie more and becomes this big thing. But that's a real cheesy thing to do. By the way, anyone who's ever thinking they should do that out there, it's really, I mean, oh, it's, it's lame. Right, I didn't think it, all right? It's lame. But, it's but lame. Doug, super out of character I for Ari, even in season two. I agree. It does not hold up right for me. That's what I'm saying. There was a lot of stuff in this episode that just, the guys were always they're real guys, guys, and guys, guys do not hit on people's wives, and they certainly don't do it in front of them. So I don't know. The whole thing was a little. It was season two. Yeah, it's still getting two. our still getting our our bearings, I guess. Right? Yeah. yeah. How about Brooke? Should we talk about Brooke Let's talk a little about bit? Brooke. Yeah, we she can talk was about so good. She is so good, and her comedy timing was. I mean, obviously, she did a sitcom for ten years, but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying she was really great. Obviously, for those who don't know, the name of the episode comes from a, a famous Brooke Shield movie called. Uh, the Blue Lagoon, so we yeah. changed it to a more vulgar version of that. But also, too, you people that are are, are younger and, and watch the show, you have to realize, Brooke Shields, who, by the way, is aged so... I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's shocking how beautiful she remains yeah. to this day. But Brooke Shields, at 15 years old was a mega star. Huge she idol. She was a Her mega and my star. brother Matt were like the two biggest idols in America at yep. the time. Right. And they knew each other during that time period and I got to meet her back then. Uh-oh. So my whole family. So was this accurate this dialogue in there cuz you do have a, a, another vulgar line that I still find funny and I which, find Which one was that? I mean you say she was the first girl that you seriously <laughs> Yes. I'm not going to say it. You can say it if you want. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think the audience can guess right about <laughs> And and Chris Henchy who not only wrote on the show but also we sort of wrote together on the Bonnie Hunt show that we neither of us really wrote anything. But the the Ed Begley Jr. line is is Ed Begley is going to come up here in his electric car. Last thing I need is Ed Begley rolling up here in his electric car. <laughs> that was a line that Chris came up with like a year and a half before the pilot even got made. And then Chris came on the show and then was great enough to ask Brooke to do this, which, which was awesome. And then that's why I say just playing into the whole thing. You know, when we were working on the Bonnie Hunt show, Chris is a great guy. We used to play all these jokes, which I might have mentioned earlier but chris also put that i love cock bumper sticker on my car and (laughs) weirdly enough i remember driving basically on robertson in front of the ivy with all these cars surrounding me and everybody looking at me and i'm like acting like Connolly was with the ups driver i'm going you gotta stop saying that i didn't fucking do that but i'm like what the fuck is everyone looking at and then i see it on my on my car and i knew it was henchy and i laughed and i put it in the pilot but then i got him back i ordered a professional license plate that said i'm brooke shield's husband and i put it on his car and he drove around with that for a while you know it's funny the first time i met brooke shields it was i guess between seasons one and two and chris had was coming on to write for season two and here's brooke shields i'm a little starstruck right it's brooke shields and she's like oh yeah you know my husband's coming on to write i was like oh cool she's like yeah he's the one you know he he put the i love cock bumper sticker (laughs) on doug's car i was like oh wow yeah so you know what brooke brooke gets the joke and that's why she was willing to do the show and be great on the show and it was she awesome. Was so good. And I do, as I said, that those scenes kind of saved the episode for me because I laughed out loud when funniest line of he's hard. Yeah. The second I mean. time she's the second time <laughs> she says it goes, is what? the funniest what do you mean line. He's- 
No, it's the second time where she goes, where Timothy Busfield goes, what? And she goes, he is heart. (laughs) So she was fantastic. And uh, the side note behind the scenes, we were drawing up the notes for this. uh, Stock tip Dave asked me how to spell hard on. I said, I I don't know what to (laughs) do. So stock tip Dave, for anyone who's forgotten, he's he's our resident genius who spelled Wayne Gretzky's name wrong and put it on the fucking chyrons of a clip that went all over America. He does not know. How do you spell hard on? Okay, back so to the episode. If he can't spell Gretzky, why would he be able to spell hard on? Well, I mean, hard on's you know, a lot easier than Gretzky. Both of these things are Googleable. Just <laughs> fucking get on your computer, Dave, and Google it, and everybody wins. All right. So anyway, we get back into Ari's office with, you know, listen, we haven't really talked about this, but we've gotten almost everybody has come back onto the show and talked about it. Debbie Mazar is one of the holdouts. Apparently, she doesn't like us or me. I don't know what it is. Probably you. But when I watched this, I did go, God, she does have some, some vulgar lines, especially for for the times now and no it, finger banging courtside at the yeah, game. yeah that was a <laughs> it made me blush a little bit. <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna lie so i probably would i would not write that today it's not again stop for all, it doug stop no wait it. but i want to say keep- this I want to say this to all the fans that come out and go, Doug, don't be. I'm not embarrassed of a single thing I wrote. I'm just saying today I wouldn't write it, but we can still do the show great. It just would sound a little more 2020. What was funny about it was that was more vulgar than the guys would have said. And they all look at her like, what did you just say? Exactly. By the way, though, that's funny. By the way, that line is tame for Sex in the City, for Bridesmaids, for Amy Schumer. So it just women can talk like that now as long as other women write it. But if a man writes it, it's not the best thing. Hey, bring Doug, a female writer in. There's lots of talk in this episode. It's it's funny. I think this is probably the first time that turtle ever backs up E. But I essentially, uh, Vince and E are in the car talking. E says, yeah, look, Mandy's great. Love her. I just think you're a little unstable. <laughs> I made reference to Vince being slightly unstable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. He's acting this way after a day. He then uninvites me to her birthday party. And then he goes to Turtle and Turtle backs up and goes, yeah, you have been showing signs of being... You've been a little (laughs) unstable-ish, I think he said. Something unstable-ish. Like I mean, and by the way, I love Turtle backing up E for once. Even though you know there was real no character plan, as I've said before, Vince ultimately ends up marrying Alice Eve after like a quick romance. And a lot of people are like, where did that come from? It came from the fact that he was that kind of guy. You, bro. Well, tragically, <laughs> you're that guy. Tragically. And, you know, I was with my first wife for 18 years, but somehow in my older life, I thought I was Vince and got married after four months, which was, <laughs> I don't know. That I, was I, great. It's, yeah, I know. And I know to the, to the reviewer, I get it. You don't want to hear about my marriages. You know what? Fuck you. It's my show. I get paid very little to be here. I'll talk about whatever the <laughs> fuck I want to talk about. So. Kiss you fool. Kissing a fool. <laughs> kissing a fool, divorce. By the divorce, way, divorce. Dylan, there's a good Parking chance it's going to be a kissing a fool Parking reboot. Tickets. You may want to be in that. So I, I want in. Just... <laughs> I want in. All right. So we at that Ari's office is where this painting comes from. And all, by the way, you say the the Mercedes is out of character. I think the the fake artwork is out of character for Ari. Also, all of it is a little. It's all weird. Yeah. It, it makes sense in a way that just agents want to look like they're bigwigs. Yeah. So, I mean, that's does. the only reason I can make any sense. Kev, that's why I think the painting is more is less brutal than changing the plate on a mercedes i mean that's just that's just cheap and then then he takes he takes the painting off the uh his own painting off the wall and gives it to vince which is so it's like having double it's like it's like when women have their real wedding ring in the safe and then they have a a, an exact copy to wear around 
Yeah. Is that it? So he did have the real painting. I don't even, honestly, yeah. I was having trouble even following what was happening with the other right. painting. He switched it with his wife's, but also just taking off a hundred thousand dollar painting off the wall and handing it over to, to Connolly to walk out and throw it in his prelude. All of that is just, <laughs> it's a little silly. Well, I mean, and yeah. also too, Doug, now that you mentioned, I got to tell you, you're right. I'm not thinking about it. It's, this episode is all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. and again, I really, thank God mean for this. Dylan. Brian Burns, Brian Burns <laughs> is not to blame. I blame myself for it. And hopefully people liked it. And, and really, sometimes on great television, because if you look back at some of your favorite shows, there'll be an episode here or there that you're like, ah, oh, you know what? There was a really great moment in it. So that's what I remember. And I do believe that uh, Drama Brook was the stuff in this episode that we don't forget. I so. still thought it was a very funny episode. It wasn't our best, but But there is comedy there. There's a lot there's of comedy, comedy in there. Yeah. All right. I, I I don't want to call Dylan out on camera. He was just sick with COVID. I don't you didn't even watch it last night. What are you talking about? <laughs> I watched it this morning. Oh you did? That's why yeah, it was late. I, I, I always late. try and watch an episode before I get in here. I think Dylan uh, by the way I think Dylan watched it in the car on the way over. Dylan also I mean we <laughs> What do you think I'm a Connolly or <laughs> watching an episode? We know that we... Dylan's got this problem getting here from Malibu during the pandemic. But what happened today, Dylan? You're now hour late today it's fine i don't even care because i get to hang well, out with I, everybody but- i didn't realize we were doing this episode so i didn't watch it last night okay and then i'm like oh my god we got to do an episode so i watched it this morning then my girlfriend said oh i'm gonna come in i gotta do something in beverly hills so right wait for her to show up yeah. i let you guys know i was gonna be a little late all right i mean i'm trying to follow the story it doesn't make sense but well I- it's funny <laughs> you guys you guys talk about me not watching the show and the two of you don't listen to the podcast which is amazing because i do whatever i want after you leave here. <laughs> what well, i don't even know what you guys say about me when i'm not around <laughs> i i'm listen- pretty sure you guys throw me under the bus though i'm kind of the type of person you know if you want me to use my editing skills and help out make it something better i'll do it but if once it's gone i don't need to hear my well voice. doug I'm if not- i if i'm being honest that was the reason that was how i would feel about the show it, you know i don't love the, you say you don't love listening to your voice neither do i but i, I don't I, <laughs> I don't, don't even sound the same since covid uh, my voice is all screwed up i don't love looking at myself so i wouldn't watch the show because there was nothing i could do about it which is exactly doug's point is that he's not listening to the podcast because by the time the podcast is there the train has left the station yeah yeah, no yeah i hear you and I then just you. so everybody knows there's not a lot of editing on this show our our natural stuff is a little natural but let me tell you kevin dylan what you don't know and i I know. I plugged a couple shows. For, no, what? We can talk about that for, in a second. That's fine. What Connolly does is he throws in some loop lines to make himself really funny. So ADR. He's got oh, three days uh. to think about how he can be better, and then he's he throws in like when he's when selfishly he's, editing himself exactly. to be better. So he's <laughs> improving you. himself. And then I the other you. thing he's doing is, you know, as if Ethan Suplee does not have a big enough platform already, he throws in before the show starts. Now he's like, listen to other Action Park shows. Like he's fucking subliminally telling these I people. Did a, I did a, did a 60 second promo. I'm like, you guys aren't listening to it, so uh, it's fine. So I, we must be number one if you're uh, using us to promo other <laughs> you're shows. Super, super, super close. Last thing I want to say before I forget this about this episode, there's the Terrence and Ari thing, right? Where Ari is feeling threatened by Terrence. Yep. And uh, he offers up the Tarantino meeting. Yeah. And he's like, oh, maybe he could yeah. drop us. Maybe he can bring me back just, just like he did Travolta, you know? And then, and then uh, you know, he's like talking about Tarantino. He's like, oh, it's a, you know, a jerk off general. <laughs> well, I saw one of the questions on Instagram uh, asking about this episode and they were, was there a chance to get uh, Quentin on the show? I had heard he was a fan of the show. I cannot confirm that. Obviously, he definitely called me. E he's a like a times. Billy Walsh. Wait, wait, didn't wait, you wait. think of him for like a Billy Walsh kind of guy? I mean, I, listen, Quentin's one of my idols. I thought about him for everything, but yeah. I need to stop this for a second because I've never heard this. 
You ran into Quentin and he, he, he called you E? He did call me E, yeah. Wow. All right. That makes me feel good. Not mm. for you, but it makes me feel good yeah. for the show. Made but, me feel great. So, you know, <laughs> on the like, set of Django Unchained. You know, like, <laughs> like getting James Cameron for the show. Sometimes I wrote things and, and I just thought it would happen. Quentin, unfortunately, we never got. I wish we could have, but. But yeah. he did watch the show because we'll, he told We'll bring me him that. in for the reboot. Yeah, or maybe the podcast. If Adrian yeah. won't do it, Quentin will do it. Or maybe Quentin, we can direct them. So Quentin said to me, he said, oh, yeah, you know, I was at Cannes the year you guys were shooting there, and it was weird because I was looking going, oh, there's E, there's drama. <laughs> I mean, he knew all the yeah. all the characters on the show and then, then cut to me not being in Django. And that, um, uh, wait, did you read for Django? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was like, I don't know. I want to say it was at like the Django Unchained premiere or something. Is that and Dylan, I, I could have that. seen you in. I mean, I could have seen you in Reservoir Dogs. Was that? Did that ever come to you in any way at no, that time? No, I got no love. What no. a bunch of bullshit! Uh, yeah. no, that, that is ridiculous. You should have at least read for it. Would have been perfect. Yeah, and and you know, I, I'm sure everyone in this audience knows all of Quentin's movies, but I watched Reservoir Dogs three nights ago, and that. I mean, that movie holds up. And yeah, it does. It's yeah. just, it's amazing. So anyway, he's great. And Once Upon a Time on Hollywood, which we talked about a little bit, that they kind of, they, the Quentin, uh, there were some scenes in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that were almost identical to Johnny Drama's shit in Andra. Yeah, the meltdown in the trailer. Was yeah. Very drama-ish. So maybe. Leo's been stealing your shit for years. <laughs> maybe Quentin saw something and that went down. I think he might have. Well, we're going to invite both of them, both uh, Quentin and Kevin Connolly's good friend Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> onto the podcast to explain themselves. They explain yes. themselves. Yes, tune in next week. Hey, yes. um, so let's talk about the big scene. Let's talk about the scene because I have some thoughts on drama and Brooke Shields. Doug, you scratching your balls again? No, my back is... <laughs> you know what? I've put on... Dylan, don't fucking humor him. Sorry, I, it's I've good. put on so much muscle mass with my six-week oh, ass. He's so I'm, jealous, too. No, it but my back... I think, I think, I think my, my, my back is not able to handle all the muscle I've Well, you got all that mass. It's killing all that me. upper body. I'm not joking. It's hurting me. You see my... I'm wearing Dylan. I noticed. Uh, all those uh, yeah. pectorials. Bananas, baby. All those pectorials make so your you balls just... Look at the python on you. So anyway, my back is fucking hurting. I I don't know what the problem is. So I don't know how that amounts to you scratching your balls. But by the way, I also (laughs) want to say that Johnny Bananas is probably doing the podcast here. Okay. I hate to talk about other podcasts. Oh, yeah, you really hate to talk about it. But, it only comes but, up every yeah, no, Dylan, are, you, are you okay? The guy like, who ruined our uh, I know that. Our show. I know that. I just want peace and love here at Action Park Media. I would like to get Johnny Johnny Bananas in the chair. Do we have to have a security guard in there between Dylan and Johnny Bananas? I'm going to bring my nunchucks. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> Wait, Dylan, I want to know why put you... put them in my fried why boots. Would, why would you be upset just because we could have turned Johnny Bananas a cartoon into BoJack Horseman or The Simpsons and you'd be making a billion dollars, but Johnny Bananas sued us and stopped them? Well, why that was it because that? that was his yeah, name. Yeah. He, may not, he might not make it out of this room alive. <laughs> I'm excited, though. Well, I'm definitely bringing the chucks. Bring the chucks. Just, to, just, for, just, just leave them on the yeah. desk. By the way, Samurai sword as By well. the way, if you want a viral moment for Action Park Media that maybe could get you that blue check finally, if Dylan beats the shit out of the real Johnny Bananas, that will go viral. I would I'm prefer- going to be wearing my Viking Quest costume <laughs> with my sword. Did you see that guy in the Capitol, by the way, Dylan? Was he dressing like you? You, you know that post happening? I put up there? I thought it was funny. Yeah. It got taken down. He what? violated they, Instagram they, guidelines. The Instagram wipe Wait, that. I have to actually look if mine got taken down. But Yours might have gotten taken down, too. The next morning, they said, oh, we don't, you know. 
during these times. I can't even remember what they said. I had COVID at the time. Wow. I, I read say, it and I, went, and I went, oh, my God. I don't want to get political, but Instagram. Doug, you post funny. so much shit that you don't even know what gets yanked off well, your Well, I did see one thing got yanked down. When the COVID first started, I put a thing that said, Arizona beaches packed during the pandemic. And it was a picture <laughs> of beaches in Arizona. Okay. It was, an, no ob- beaches. It was an obvious <laughs> fucking joke. Yeah. Instagram said I was spreading misinformation. You were. Oh, my beaches. God. Okay, but what I'll say is that that's landlocked, bro. I'm not making any political statements here, but we are talking about the dangers of of them deciding what's funny, what's political, what's not. And I can't believe they pulled that down. I wonder if they pulled it down for me. But what we were talking about is that jerk off in the Capitol wearing Viking Quest horns and a fucking bathrobe. You know, it, it looked a little like Johnny. Drama. I mean, how are you not Johnny Drama thinking? to destroyed that guy? <laughs> yeah, and and how is it? How do you not look at that guy and think about Johnny Drama? I mean, maybe I'm biased. Dude, but, that, right? Johnny Drama would have chopped his head off. Now, obviously, I feel like I get this question a lot about. Now, granted, Drama, you're hugging Brooke Shields. Don't call me Drama, bro. <laughs> Drama's hugging Brooke Shields, and he gets a and he gets a. How do you spell that? Hard well, on Woody, Dave? dude. He gets a. <laughs> What what is hard? He's he's hard. (laughs) What? But that does that you know? People ask me all the time. Hey, have you ever? Has that ever happened to you? I mean, what is not a not on the set, dude? (laughs) You never hugged Ian? Got hard? (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, every time I hugged him, I did. (laughs) In front of the crew of sixty, yeah. (laughs) No, well, but it's true. I mean, you know, there's you know what what I always tell people. You know, when you're doing a scene that's somewhat suggestive, not just a hug, but if you're doing a sex scene, there's a, a a pair special pair of underwear that you wear have you ever seen this doug i think you've seen me in this no you've not seen oh, it? i mean i probably have but i don't remember i got pictures of it yeah <laughs> i'll so, send you one yeah, so by the way is, you should auction off those undies connelly maybe that'll be a big seller it's a yeah. it's a skin colored i guess it's almost yeah. like a g-string and it's super oh. tight and what it does it cuts off your, your circulation uh. It's terrible. Wow. Right? So you have worn this, right, Dylan? I don't have one, dude. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you have one. <laughs> yeah, I keep it, it covers you up. Dylan so wears it can't... to the podcast to make yeah. sure nothing bad happens here. <laughs> it, it, it cuts up your circulation so you can't have an embarrassing moment in a scene. I don't know if that's what it's for. It's it's kind of just to cover up so that you can't, you know, there's no mis- accidents that happen. Where you, it doesn't you sound know. healthy. It sounds like a tourniquet. I mean, this, this it is a tourniquet. It is a tourniquet. It's not good. It's wow. not good. All right. Well, well, we clearly wear them for different reasons, Kevin. Tom Mine looks really good in a thong, though. <laughs> yes. I gotta tell you. Dylan, we don't want to hear what you wear to the club. In a thong. Oh. Um, we just want to know if you have ever worn one in a scene. So what was your real question, though? Has, have, you, have either of you, because this is on the Instagram page, a lot of people, they wanted to know, which is a stupid question, were you really hard? But right. I guess the question is, have you ever had the that problem? The answer is yes. I w- no. <laughs> have you ever had that problem on set? No. Okay. No. Any set. No, right. but every time you do have a, a scene like this, there is that weird set of underwear that wardrobe brings in. They they leave it in your trailer. Right. You got to decide: Am I going to wear these things? This thing, Dylan? I'll leave you my uh, my blocker. I'll leave you my uh, your my, fallout. Your fallout. <laughs> no, my underwear blocker. He's willing to I'll leave you. Thanks. I'll leave it for you. I'll, I'll let you. you. We're going to need a bigger size, though, for me. <laughs> That's what Dylan. What you're walking out of Action Park Media today with is Connolly's. Uh, restrictive underwear restrictive and some Simon's secret sauce that. bottles. The thought of that is just, uh. yeah, that is that is pretty horrific. <laughs> to answer the question, because I do get the question a lot, the, and Dylan kind of touched on it. The truth is, I didn't you, touch nothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, you're, whenever you're doing these scenes, while yes, there, there is often a, you know, uh, there's a, there's a, a beautiful woman there, but there's also like a hairy boom guy standing over you, yeah. looking at you. There's 50 different people looking at you, so it's far from well, a 60 people staring. at 
staring at you, like, you know, like wanting to get out of there. You know what I mean? So it's not, doesn't really feel like that, but you do have options to protect yourself uh, from potential embarrassment. Yes. And by the way, I have an, I have an idea because I feel bad that Doug never received his cornhole thing. We play for the cornhole boxes. Just get Winner out of the takes office. all. All right. That's fine with me, but I'm going to get mine. I paid for it. They'll send me. I just, I think they were backed up. There were some issues. They're really making Ew. mine special. Let's get to this last scene of this episode. And again, there wasn't that much to talk about this episode. It is what it is. I hope you enjoyed it. I laughed a couple of times, but I'm, I was a little I was a little less happy with this episode than others. But the last scene, was this where you guys got fucking hammered? Dylan, and do you remember this? Yourself? Emmanuel brought no. it up. Yeah, no, it's true. Because Emmanuel brought the it up. The wine scene? No. When we were sitting around the table oh, yeah, yes, exchanging yes. the But gifts. I was supposed to be hammered. Right. <laughs> do you well, remember we shot that in the morning? Well, I, I, I'm chugging grape juice in the morning. I ended up getting, I got so sick guzzling grape juice. But did you get really drunk during the scene? And I mean, we had a couple, couple bevies. Yeah, we had, a, we had, a, we caught a little sake buzz. But do you remember Dylan when we had the laughing fit? And Nadia's came over and said, "Oh, that's right. Yeah, pull stop it together. laughing. Pull it together. So we'll tell me about together. this laughing fit. Hundred people waiting for you guys to stop laughing. All right, so I can't set the remember scene, why, but once you start laughing, there's no stopping. Once that and I would look at Connolly, and he would have that stupid look on him. <laughs> But we're shooting. At look the, over at Adrian. He's doing the same. We're thing. shooting we can, at the Geisha House. We got a big crew: Emmanuel, Mandy Moore, Jerry, Adrian, Connolly, Dylan, nobody else. And then we have obviously a hundred extras and a crew of about sixty. <laughs> and you, drunken fucking no, we, idiots, we, could we not started sipping the sake. It's a smooth little sake buzz. Smooth little sake uh, yeah, buzz. Yeah, yeah, little and sake. then the giggles kicked in. And Dylan's right. Like once that once that train leaves the station, the best thing to do is to take five. You can't play. Yeah, yeah, that. no, no. It was tough. We thought it was hilarious, but the whole crew is looking at us like, come on, you guys. It's the last scene. Get this shot over with. We want to go home. We want to go home. And I think you had that look on your face, too, Doug. <laughs> it's also, you know, the, the first time the crew laughs with you. The second time, the so laughs are cut in half. And the third time, they're like, you guys fucking kidding? Pull it yeah. together and let's get out of here. So, yeah. but I want to know, you ever had this in front of Oliver Stone on Platoon? You ever have this in front of Nick <laughs> Cassavetes platoon, on yeah. The Notebook, Kevin? Yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> so now we know who the problem is. <laughs> there he is right there. There's your problem. We're throwing onto a side thing, but you know how much I love Oliver Stone. Would anything on, like, Platoon, where you're doing these incredibly violent, crazy scenes where it would lose character? Or no, no, nobody would have laughing fits right. during Platoon. <laughs> it's a little I mean, bit more of a serious subject matter. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think anyone would Yeah, that never happened. All right. So you're saying basically this is more well, just I'm, like what I'm shitty, saying is shitty material. We know who the problem is now. <laughs> the businessman. I'm going to say that it helps. Not it helps to get... I'm not insinuating we should drink at work. Of course not. I'm saying a little sake buzz for that scene... Put yeah. a nice little touch on it. Everybody's yeah, it buzzy it and happy. Yeah. Well, I had I had one of those laughing fits, which honestly they feel good to have because I don't have them yeah. as much as I used to. I was on the phone with fucking Connolly, and I had an edible, but oh, I no you. <laughs> I honestly drug addict Connolly, which is sometimes I want to record him because sometimes he's he's better on the phone than on the podcast. I'm not kidding. He had me he's laughing. Always been. <laughs> so hard that I thought I was going to die. And my <laughs> girlfriend, she was trying to calm me down and I could not stop laughing. I don't remember exactly what the story is he was telling me, but it, it, it's... I'm you know, funny. I can be funny. You're very funny. I've seen you funny once. You know, but, but you know what happens with Connolly, which is why I try to tell him not to waste the stories. He called me with the UPS story. His first time <laughs> telling it, he's a master. Then he, he, he starts to think he doesn't have to fill in all the details. Well, I'm saying I don't want... The, the real story is a 10 
12 minute story and well, we just don't have that time. You know, of course you didn't believe him. Yeah. I mean, I didn't believe him. I'm no, not going to lie. No, I was like, Oh fuck. This is going to be what the did papers you do? tomorrow. The podcast is going down in flames. It's hard finally- to believe there's a guy in his block. That's got more anger than him. <laughs> <laughs> and a Tesla. And a Tesla. <laughs> and a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. So. But I'm thinking about Doug, you know, you told me, I knew I had this guy's name in my phone, but I forgot his name. And Doug was like, do you have him under anything? And I was like, you know what? I think I have him under neighbor. Angry I typed neighbor. in neighbor. I got his name, bro. So what are you going to do now? I'm going to text him and, and I'm going to tell him. To how aggressive are you going to be? I'm not going to, I'm going to say to him, Hey man, look, you, you, you started some shit with the UPS driver. I get it. it Bring your chucks, get, bro. Bring it your sucks chucks. to get blocked in, but the UPS guys, ladies are throwing my packages in the dirt because of what you did. <laughs> so I would appreciate it if you would stand up and, 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 and man up. I'm going to tell him to man up. I, I would like to tell him to man up too. And then my last thing I'm going to say, because I am, I'm actually friends with my UPS driver and you're these, so great. No, no, I'm guy. being serious though. They've, they take a lot of shit from a lot of assholes and and they, obviously they can't throw any packages in the ground but we're going to let we're going to excuse them for this and we're going to find your neighbor we're going to take some of his packages we're not going to throw them in the ground we're just going to steal them like maybe he's you got know, some good they've shit had, they've yeah, had a tough under holiday race. season they have not been that great this year I know, I know him, I'll and, show up I, and, there with and my I'm chucks. gonna, I'm gonna one million percent. I already, I already went to the house. I went to the gate. He didn't answer, but now I got his number. I'm just gonna text him and tell he him. Sells? He sells. Well, he he probably saw you with his uh, security camera. He's like that little that little dude's angry. <laughs> <laughs> he's got chucks in his. Yo, boots. he's right. Uh, you know, I mean, listen. After what he did today, yelling at other neighbors, I'm officially in the clear. But I think in the back of some of the other neighbors' heads, uh, we need to see this guy brought to justice. But I, I just want to say. something something because i've seen some unhinged people over the last few months not that we I'm have not in our whole do life. anything no done. i'm not saying you're gonna do anything what if this guy is you know I, has anyone watched the night stalker documentary on netflix i mean no. holy shit i mean it's I pretty knew, amazing i know a lot about this but watching it again i haven't really thought about the night stalker richard ramirez in a long time uh, okay if you like true crime stuff and Connolly has a great podcast as well called the dossier if you like that stuff yeah i promote it i get paid nothing for it but whatever but i mean this documentary on netflix is chilling and awful and i guess what i'm saying is me who who similar to all three of us we do have short fuses and you can get i don't know what you're talking about bro. (laughs) but you can get into these situations with people who are really unhinged who are willing to do things to you that it's not worth it we got too much to lose now that we got our first 500 hundred dollar check for the podcast so i think we should all (laughs) stop spreading false numbers we should all focus and and continue on anyway this was it was great i'm glad kd is happy and healthy and look at him he looks good good to be back bro it's good to be back it was a tough couple weeks i spoke to dice He's, nice. We're going to get him soon. We're going to get Josh Labar soon. Nice. We want to do, what do you, Dylan, what do you think about a double episode with Josh Weinstein and Adam Davies? Jordan Belfi. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like Jordan Belfi and Josh Labar. Those guys are great. Yeah, so. that'll be fun. Anyway, we got some good stuff coming up. Whoever didn't catch Rex and a surprise guest, Jeremy, uh, rewarded us with some fucking Mike Tyson, Tyson. the other day. That so was awesome. That was Check an entourage moment. Yeah, it really was an entourage moment. And, and honestly, I, the, the whole podcast feels like entourage. Just things are coming together things are yeah. working again i'll say subscribe Ugh. spread the word tell your friends kevin dylan needs the reboot okay i it, need it a reboot does. and Connolly does as well because he's got to move all out need of this a reboot connelly's got to move out of this dangerous needs- neighborhood he's living in so gonna i'm gonna go him. i'm gonna go say something to this guy yeah, so we'll see you next week uh, that wraps up another episode of victory the podcast follow us at victory the podcast i'm doug ellen kevin dylan kevin dylan official victory he's back I'm free, oh.